0: Save your seat now at grow an email That's grow an email to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Really just think about, okay, what type of conference do I want to go to? What do I want to get out of it? And who do I trust to get the right people in the room? If you can answer those three questions with confidence, then it's probably a great investment. It's that time of year again, that time of year where we start to think about goals, resolutions, or as I like to frame them, intentions. As we start to dream up what we are wanting to achieve in this next year and setting those intentions, I think it's also important to think about what sort of investments are required to get us from where we are to where we want to go. There are a million different ways that you can invest in your growth. And as a gold digger who's tuning in to today's show, you might find yourself in a place where you're starting to imagine and explore how you're going to invest in yourself in this coming year and beyond. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but a lot of the time when I map out my goals, I also start to spiral when thinking about how am I going to do all these things that are required to achieve these big, audacious goals and turn them into a reality? Because if you dream big dreams, and you know that you've got to back those up with plans and action, which can sometimes mean putting ourselves into the position of a student so that we are poised to learn the new strategies, the new tactics, the new tools that are required to get us to exactly where we want to go. So how the heck do we know what is a worthy investment? How do we discern where we should be putting our precious time, energy, and money? How do we judge all of the alluring opportunities that are right in front of us? How do we know what to say yes to and where our no's should go? In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through the different types of investments that I believe you should consider making. And I'm going to talk you through some of the examples of how these sort of investments help me get to where I am today. Are you ready? Let's dive on in. 2023 was the year of AI. It's all anyone has been talking about. Every business pro with a newsfeed has heard it's time-saving and game-changing. But how can it actually help you brainstorm ideas, create lead-driving content, and tackle your to-do list? Meet HubSpot's new AI-powered Campaign Assistant, a totally free AI tool tailor-made for marketers and business builders who spend hours each day on content creation. Campaign Assistant is a game-changer for creating marketing campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into cohesive pitches, which helps you deliver knockout emails, ads, and landing pages in just minutes. And you can start seeing the benefits fast. Just choose your content type, input a few key points, pick a tone like friendly or witty, and let the AI robots handle the rest. You can copy and paste the content to whatever channel you'd like, or even convert it directly into publishable campaigns without leaving your HubSpot interface. So work smarter, not harder. Head to hubspot.com campaign dash assistant to test drive campaign assistant for free. That's hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant. So before we dive into the different ways that you can invest, I want for you to get really clear on what it is you will be investing as we enter into the new year. So for most entrepreneurs, there are two main categories that you are willing and able to invest. The first one is time. The second one is money. Generally speaking, when you are first starting out, the one resource that you have the most of is time. I spent so much time in my early days learning, studying, being a part of forums and groups, taking in as much as I could free because I didn't have money to invest. I was paying off student loans, paying for my wedding and getting started in my corporate career. Now, what usually happens with entrepreneurs is that they first start with the investment of time. But when they start to get traction, when they start to get successful, then the scale usually tips and they are willing and able to invest their money in order to save them time or get back their time. And so I want for you to listen to this episode through the lens of where you are currently at today, and then maybe make a note on your calendar to circle back a month from now, six months from now, a year from now to see if that lens has shifted. Because when we look at these two main resources of time and money, the scale are going to tip and they're not just going to tip once it's going to tip back and forth based on what you value and what is most important to you in the current season of life that you find yourself in. So figure out right now, if you need to hit pause, hit pause and ask yourself, what do I have more of right now, time or money? And then let's dive into the content for the show. So the first thing that I want to talk about is self-learning. So you being here right now is a great example of self-learning. And the best part of self-learning is that you can mostly do it for free. So we're talking free podcasts, free blog posts, free YouTube videos and series, free webinars. These can all be an incredible way to dip your toe into the waters of learning new skills, strategies, or tactics that can help you move closer to your goals. Do not negate the power of free content. Now, when I was first starting, I was a faithful listener of podcasts. I was diving into any ounce of free content that I could find that would help me to learn the things that I needed to learn in order to get my business off the ground. And so this podcast right here, the gold digger podcast is an amazing free resource for you to learn and listen. Now, the big thing that I want to note here is that while this content is free, I want for you to think about different ways that you can get skin in the game. There's this quote in the online marketing world, those who pay, pay attention. And I hate to say it, but I've seen it time and time again. The people who put an investment in and recognize how expensive that investment is even when they're thinking in terms of their time tend to take more action they pay closer attention they implement the things they're learning so free content is amazing but when it stays just being information and not actually getting to the application part it's not going to actually move you further so maybe you need to make a bet with yourself maybe you need to say okay in the next 30 days here's what I'm committing to maybe you need to share with a partner and have accountability. However, you can get skin in the game so that information doesn't just stay information and it actually turns into application and implementation in your life. You are going to get massive results even with free content. Now, one other thing that I would note here is when we talk about self-learning, it can get a little overwhelming. There are so many amazing people out there putting free content out into the world. So what I would advise is to really look at the people that are on the path that you want to go down the people whose life and values matches most of what your vision is for yourself, and the people who resonate with you, the people who leave you feeling motivated and inspired. And I would narrow it down and select a few mentors. And by a few, I mean one to three where you are committed to taking action on what they are teaching. And so don't try to go super wide here. My recommendation, especially when it comes to self-learning with free resources, is to go super deep. And if you can go deeper, you're going to see more of the puzzle pieces kind of fit into form as you do that. So the second way that you can really invest in your learning, and it's another free strategy is through industry specific forums or social media groups. So if you have ever found yourself in a situation where you're going down a rabbit hole, you're in an online forum, you're reading all the content, you're learning from other users, or maybe you're in a free Facebook group, you know that those places can be an incredibly powerful place to connect, to ask questions, to gain insight, to get perspectives. Like I cannot tell you the amount of stories that I've heard from people who are in our own gold digger podcast inside insiders community, shout out, who have found partnerships, who have started businesses together, who have created friendships, who have raised babies together, all because they met inside of a Facebook group. And if you are not a part of our 60,000 plus member community, here's your invitation. We're linking to it in the description of today's show. I want you to be in there. It is an amazing and safe space to talk about what you're working on, to ask questions and to connect with other people. Now, this is a really great way to start to level up, to start to see what are other people doing? What are people asking? What are questions that I can ask? How can I add value to this community? And so do not negate the power of community and finding communities where you feel are a safe and encouraging space that help you expand. In my early days, I was very, very, very active in Facebook groups. In fact, today I'm in mother groups. I'm in different groups that help challenge me. I'm in health groups. And so I love that idea of accountability. I love kind of seeing and keeping a pulse on what the conversation is. And I love having a place where you can ask questions. And so if you're not in our gold digger group, please jump on in. We do different posts every single week where we invite you to share what you're working on or to promote yourself or to ask questions. It's a really great community filled with amazing listeners just like you. The next method that I recommend in terms of leveling up is through free webinars or seminars or online conferences. Now, I am a huge fan of webinars. I have learned a ton from webinars over the years. And I want to preface this and say that not every webinar is valuable. There's a really good chance that you've sat on webinars and you're like, this was a waste of time. But the people who do them well, leave you walking away, ready to take action. Whether or not you buy a darn thing, you leave feeling inspired. You leave walking away with an action plan. You leave walking away with the next steps that you need to take to get a result. And so I am a huge fan of webinars and masterclasses for two reasons. So one, of course, getting access to the content, learning about the topic that the person is teaching on. But two, watching the marketing around the masterclass or webinar, even if you're not someone who ever wants to host your own. It is fascinating to get to watch somebody from start to finish, from invite all the way to sales pitch and see how they're marketing. You can learn so much. In fact, I have a folder in my Gmail that I save great email copy. And a lot of times I'll dive into people's funnels so that I can see the exact cadence, the sequence, the frequency, the language, the subject lines, the images. Like I love doing these case studies to see how other people are doing what they're doing successfully and then figuring out, okay, how could I apply this? Or what am I learning here? Or what is something different here that I might want to try? So I highly encourage you to sign up for different webinars and masterclasses to not only learn the content that is taught within that realm, but also to understand and see the entire marketing process. For example, one of my friends, Alex hermosi did this book launch event. And it was so funny because I was talking to him a lot leading up to his book launch. And he is someone who loves to go against the flow. Like he likes to see what other people are doing and run the opposite direction. So he hosted this amazing book event and I was getting tons of ads for it. So I excitedly signed up and and then i studied it like i was so curious like how is this guy doing what he's doing like he's selling more books in an hour than most authors sell in their entire lifetime and so don't be afraid to learn from people just through watching how they're doing what they're doing like test out their marketing strategies try to gain an understanding it's a free way to learn And it also puts you in this position of asking yourself, okay, what does this mean for me? Or what resonates with me? What do I want to take forward in my own marketing? The next learning method and way to level up that requires a minor investment is through books or eBooks. Now I am an avid reader and it's really interesting because at the very beginning of my career over a decade ago, I was consuming business books like it was my job because it kind of was my job at the time to learn to do the things that I wanted to do. And I kind of got burnt out on it, to be honest. Reading business books got really hard for me a few years in because I was so inundated in every area of my life. And so I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus and I switched the method of how I was consuming the business books. So instead of reading them, I started listening to them. So Audible has become a really great friend of mine when it comes to consuming business content. But let me tell you something. As someone who has been through the process of writing a book... I now understand how books are gold when it comes to learning and understanding and mastering a skill. When an author is spending a year, two years, three years of their life working on a project like a book, you better believe that they are putting so much time and energy and money and effort into it. And these books are like our legacies. And so, so many authors that I meet, especially in this business world, they spend so much time creating these books, that these books are like the ticket to where you want to go. And so I don't want to negate the power of reading business books. In fact, I highly encourage you to get one in rotation. So what I've been doing lately is I get the Audible and I'll usually listen to one chapter a week of a book. Now, if you think about it, 52 weeks of a year, let's say the average book has like 12 chapters. I'm making it through four to five business books a year. It's not a ton, but it's enough to move the needle. Now, the reason why I like to work through them slowly is a lot of times I'll listen and then I have to think through and really kind of put it through my own filter. Okay, is this in alignment with where I wanna go? Does this resonate? Does this make sense? Is this gonna work for my audience? And so I love to kind of think through and give that information time to like settle. Because in the past, what I would do is I would read these business books and I would treat them like the Bible, right? Like I've gotta follow step by step by step. If you give me a roadmap, I am so good at following through. And now I'm kind of at a place in my career where I'm like, okay, I want to filter it through my own filter and then figure out what parts I want to take and what parts I want to leave behind. And I think that's a really good piece of advice for anyone that's looking to level up. So here are five of my favorite books that I worked through this last year. So one is Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. I love this book. I'm still working through it right now, but it has been such a great reminder of what things are the most important for me to be doing. What are the things that I can let go of? What are the things that I should outsource? What is my hourly rate? This has been a really great book. Another one is $100 Million Offers by Alex Hermosey. Again, I watched his entire book launch, bought his book while he was selling it, then realized, wait, I'm an audible listener. I don't even know what I'm going to do with this. Got this book in the mail. It is literally like a textbook. I love it still. But I was laughing at myself because I'm like, he did such a good job that I bought his book and I don't even like actually read the hardcover copies. And yet I'm getting one sent to my house right now. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. I actually got to meet Jay Papasan earlier this year at an author's meetup. He's amazing. And this book is a really, really good the book Shorter by Alex Sujung Kim Peng and I've talked about this book before this is a book about transitioning to the 4-day work week which is something we have successfully done this year. This is a really great book all about the science behind the 4-day work week, how to implement it, how to make sure it's working for you and your team and so that was a great one. And then the last one is The Practice by Seth Godin and I love this book because it really just kind of reminds you of the artistry behind entrepreneurship and how you need to just put in the reps and keep showing up and what that looks looks like. So do not underestimate the power of books. You can go to your local library and rent a book. A lot of libraries will also have like digital copies of a book. So again, it could be a free way to learn, but do not underestimate the power. If you have a very limited budget and you have more time, dig in to some of these books. These books can absolutely transform your life and your business. And I also need to say, while those books that I just shared are mostly business and strategy related. There are so many amazing books out there that are mindset oriented. So if you know you're getting in your own way, do not avoid the personal development books that are going to make you go deeper. Those books can really crack you open in a new way and help you gain the confidence needed to really pursue entrepreneurship in a way that works for you. Like how insane is it that you can kind of get someone's life's work in the form of a book for like 20 to $30? Like that's really, really wild. So dive into some books, maybe make a little reading list for yourself for this coming year and get started. And one other pro tip here is if you're someone who wants to read, but you're not really getting into the books, Drew and I have done this for years and years and years is we do not sleep with our cell phones in our bedrooms. We read every single night before bed, every single night, I'll do a daily devotional. And then I read, I now read for fun at the end of the night, but really figure out ways to remove your phone and grab onto a book or a Kindle or the audible and figure out ways to integrate that into your life. And so that's a huge recommendation. Looking for a new podcast to add to your business building lineup. I have the perfect recommendation for you. Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy, and more importantly, make it work. From what you should actually be saying in your nurture emails, to how AI can save you time and money, to practical tips for turning your website into a sales machine, Dr. J.J. Peterson does exactly what he promises each week. He makes marketing simple. Listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts today. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. Okay, after books, I would say the next logical step would be online courses. Now, you know, I'm a huge lover and believer in the power of online courses. Online courses have changed my life. They've changed my business. They've changed my health. I've taken online courses for basically every topic under the sun from baby sleep to blood sugar, to marketing strategies, to learning webinars, to creating digital courses. I've done basically all of them. I'm a huge believer and a student of online courses, and I think they can be amazing for you. Now, online courses are awesome. If you're not necessarily in a place for a higher ticket investment, like one-on-one coaching or joining a mastermind, an online course, in fact, can save you so much time. So here's what I love about online courses. A lot of times people will tell themselves, well, I could go out and Google that for free. And the answer might actually be, yeah, you could. But here's my question for you. Have you done that? And have you successfully done that? Because a lot of times what happens is when we tell ourselves, I can Google that for free. One, we don't have skin in the game. We don't have investment. And two, we end up wasting a lot more time because we're trying to piecemeal plans together that may or may not work. You know, if you've ever found yourself where you're like, on YouTube trying to find an answer to like one very simple question, like you need to like plug a different cord into your computer and you can't figure out how to do it. And all of a sudden a 20 minute video pops up for a five second fix. That's what it's like when you're trying to go out and do it yourself. Online courses basically condense everything and give you the exact roadmap you need. So if you are someone like me who is very good at following directions and following step by step processes, then online courses could be an amazing and worthy investment for you. Now they can range anywhere from $30 to $10,000 plus. The curve can be really steep in terms of what you can learn and what the online course looks like. I've taken courses that are $50. I've taken courses that are $5,000. The $5,000 one came with a lot more handholding, a lot more accountability, a lot more one-on-one that was in conjunction with the online course. The $50 one was maybe like a 30 minute course on how to design better templates in Canva, right? so you have to understand that as you're diving in, there are different levels of online courses, and you're going to have to look at the commitment that it's going to take for you to follow through. But also look at things that are going to save you time, stress, frustration, and money. It often reminds me of as a kid when I would want to color my hair. My mom would just go out and buy a box, and if things went wrong, which oftentimes they would we would then have to go to the hairstylist, pay double the money to have her fix it, and I would be miserable and I would ruin my hair in the process. And it reminds me of that with online courses where a lot of times we try to do things on our own. We end up wasting time, money, we start getting frustration, we start getting stuck. When we could invest upfront, in an online course and save herself from all that grief. And so just think about that. Now, one thing that I love to think about when it comes to online courses is that they give you this opportunity to learn something once, and then you get to take that knowledge that you paid for one time and compound your results Over and over and over again. I don't think people understand how powerful that is. Like you could pay one dollar today to learn something that could earn you ten dollars tomorrow and ten dollars a day after and $10 a day after that, and $10 a day after that. And then maybe you even get better and then it's a hundred and then it's a hundred. And so when you start to understand the power of a compounding investment and you understand the fact that you're paying to learn something once that you can apply over and over and over again to continuously generate results, it makes investing in things like online courses, not as scary. It was so funny. Um, I had sent something over to my girl, Amy Porterfield, and her and I were talking and she's like, I think I'm gonna buy this course. And I said to her, I said, even if you walked away with one thing that you could take and earn money from that is equal to the investment, it would be worth it. And so if you're looking at taking an online course, what I want for you to weigh out is to look at the level of investment, ask yourself, am I willing to do the work? Because yes, you're going to get all the tools, tactics, and strategies, but you have to also do the work. Am I willing to do the work that it takes to find success in this? And look at what you need to do to generate a result that is equivalent to or greater than the cost of the program. So if I were to buy a course that's $5,000, I'd ask myself, okay, how many sales do I need to make today to earn that amount of money? If it's 10 sales, and I believe that the content that I'm going to learn and consume inside of that course can help me make 10 sales then it's absolutely worth it because not only can I make 10 sales tomorrow or next week or next month, but I can do that over and over and over again. So cost it out, walk in with your eyes wide open, be ready to do the work. And one final pro tip here is once you gain access to a program, sit down with your calendar and map out how you are going to move through it. So if the modules are an hour long. Make an hour-long appointment in your calendar so that you can actually work through the content. The more that you can literally get it onto your calendar, the more likely you are to follow through, which is the more likely you are to be successful. And then finally, one note is that most online programs have money-back guarantees. They're anywhere from 7 days to 30 days. Do the work show up, dig in, do the work. And if it's not working for you, ask for your money back across the board with my online courses. We have less than 1% refund rate across the board with thousands of students. We have really generous money back guarantees. And so do the work, but also understand like, Hey, if I dive in and I commit to this and it doesn't move the needle for me, then I can get my money back. And that's in most case scenarios. So, after online courses, which is probably what I recommend the most, is what I found value in the most, is peer to peer mentorship or even looking at trade. So, this has actually been really huge for me in reflecting in the last few years. One of the biggest things that has allowed me to continue to grow my business, to find peace in the pursuit, and to really stay aligned with what I want in my life and in my business. Is peer to peer relationships. So, having those types of relationships, like the one I have with Amy Porterfield, or the group of girls that I travel with, or the business relationships that I have. And so, if you are someone who feels very isolated in this entrepreneurship journey, I want to encourage you to start to create connections. We've all heard that quote of like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I think that that's not totally true, but there is a lot of truth within that. And it's so important to start to build your community, to build your peer group. Now, when I first started out, I had a massive scarcity mindset. Like I built my business on this little isolated Island. I didn't talk to anyone in my industry. I didn't share ideas. I didn't share frameworks and it was so stinking lonely. And even just smiling, thinking today, like I have already talked to probably four different people within my industry today, talking business, talking life, talking recipes for the weekend. And so my life is so enriched because of the relationships I have and they're reciprocated relationships. So right now, as I'm recording this podcast, one of my friends is reviewing one of my recent webinars to give me feedback. And then in turn, I'm going to do the same for him. And so you want to find relationships where you both have something to offer. And I want to just kind of caution this to make sure that as you're going into these relationships, it's eyes wide open. Is it going to be personal? Is it going to be business? If you're going to mix the two, what are the boundaries around that? What does that look like? And how is it something that feels good for everyone? So like with Amy Porterfield, we literally talk every single day. We talk about marriage. We talk about life. We talk about exercise. We talk about business. And we know the boundaries of what that looks like. We protect each other in those conversations. We can span 18 different topics in a voice memo. Now I am not like that with every single one of my friends. Some of my friends, we only talk business. Some of my friends, we only talk life or motherhood. And so you want to walk in with your eyes wide open and really kind of set expectations or boundaries around what that's going to look like. In my early days, I did things like I would trade photo shoots to get my hair cut. So every time I'd go in and get my hair cut and then I would shoot new headshots for my hairstylist where I shot photos of her baby. And so I was trying to figure out different ways that like, I have value to add, you have value to add, let's do a trade. And so when you're thinking about either peer-to-peer mentorship or creating a trade, you want to approach it, not with what's in it for you, but what is in it for them. You don't want it to be this one-sided thing. So whether you have almost like a formal agreement or contract of like, once a month, we're going to hop onto Zoom. We're going to talk about what's working, what's not working. We're going to share the tricks of the trade, or if it's something that's a little bit more Formal of like, let's just do a weekly check in via voice memo. Set those boundaries so that this is an enriched relationship that is going to stand the test of times. But that can be a huge win and not a huge expense for you. And it can be a really amazing way to grow. The next one after that would be hiring a business coach. So I've had different levels of business mentors throughout my entire career through different stages of business. Now, what's really interesting is, is I'm finding myself kind of in a different area. So right now, as I'm recording this episode, I have two different coaches in my life. And this is kind of new to me. I've never really had like a formal coach or agreement with people. I've definitely had mentors. I've definitely learned from a ton of people. But this year I started therapy for the first time in my life. And my therapist works with a lot of people that are kind of at my level of entrepreneurship and in the public space. And so I feel like while it is mostly personal, it is also almost like business coaching, right? Because I'm taking a lot of the things that I'm learning in therapy and I'm applying them to my business and to my life. The second thing that I recently hired is an alignment coach. So alignment and intuition are two things that are really huge for me, especially moving into the next year. And while I love having coaches that tell me, you know, you can do more, you can add this, you can try this, you can sell this. I really want to meet with someone monthly who really helps me stay in alignment, who helps me get very clear on here's what my values are, here's what success looks like for me in this season, here's what's resonating, here's what I wanna let go of, And so I'm working with these two women over the next year on a consistent basis to just really kind of stay the course and stay on the path. And I think there are some amazing coaches out there. And I also think there are some really lousy underqualified ones. And so what I would say to you is if you're thinking about hiring a business coach or someone's approaching you and selling their coaching expertise is I would really look at first off, What sort of success have they found? So have they found success in the thing that they're willing to teach you or have they gotten to other people's success in that thing? What does that look like? Is the path to get to that level of success in alignment with you, your goals, your value, your definition of success? Does that person's lifestyle match the sort of lifestyle you envision for your life? Because a lot of times these coaches have amazing tactics, tools, and strategies but the way that they're getting to the places they're getting, if that's not in alignment with what you want, then the journey is going to suck. And that's not what we want. And does their teaching style resonate with you? Like, is the way that they're asking you to show up resonating with you and feeling like it's actually getting you closer to the goal? You can have accountability coaches, you can have business coaches, you can have life coaches, you can have career coaches. There are a million coaches out there. And so really look at that person and ask yourself, do they share the same values? Is their definition of success in alignment with mine? Is what they're teaching, what that end result that they're talking about, is that what I truly want? And is their method of getting there in alignment with what I want to do, or how I see myself moving towards that dream? Don't be afraid to ask questions of what is included in the coaching. What is this going to look like? What is your availability for me? What do you expect from me? What is my level of commitment? And ask a lot of questions so that you have a ton of clarity around what the deliverables are and what the end result will look like. I think that coaching can be amazing. Again, I'm kind of doing it in a more offbeat way and not necessarily focusing so much on the business side of things, but more so on the personal side of things. And that's really resonating with me at this stage of my life. If you know me, you know that while my daughters are young, I am kind of in this place where I really want to hit the brake pedal and trust and know that when I'm ready, if I'm ready, I'll hit the gas pedal again. And so that's why I'm focusing more on the personal side of things, which is feeling really good for me right now. The next thing that you can do as a form of investment and something you might want to save your pennies for right now is going to a conference. So if relationships, and when I was talking about peer-to-peer relationships or my ability to drop in a text to a group chat with amazing women, if that was making you think, wow, I do not have anything like that, then maybe going to a conference is the best way that you can spend your money. Now, conferences are kind of a twofold investment. Not only are you spending on the cost of the conference itself and getting there, but you're also spending on the time that is pulling you out of your own life or business. And so they can be an expensive investment. And so if you are considering going to a conference, you want to look at what is the content covered, who's going to be there? And do I trust the person who's facilitating this conference to get the right people in the room, the type of people that I want to be around? I want to know, I want to learn from in that room. Now, it's so interesting because this year I spoke at just a few conferences. I don't do a lot of speaking because my definition of success these days is being here to put my babies to bed and being here when they wake up. And so I say no a lot more than I say yes. But even the conferences that I spoke at this year, there is just this Energy in the room when people have all made this investment to be there. And not only can you learn from the amazing speakers and you can leave feeling so inspired, but you also have this ability to network with other people, to feel less alone, to understand that like your struggles are maybe not as unique as you thought they were. And I, in my early days, would go to a couple different conferences and I made lifelong friendships and also business relationships that absolutely changed the trajectory of my entire business and life. Like a lot of the things that I look at today and I'm like, holy cow, how did this even happen? Came from me investing in things like doing a conference. And so if this is something that you want to work on, I highly recommend it. I want to give you a few tips. If you are going to go to your first conference or you're going to save your pennies and sign up for a conference this year. So first put yourself out there. Do not be afraid to show up a lot of times I would show up to conferences alone. Like I have no problem with that. In fact, like my dream day is being in a hotel room by myself, ordering room service, sitting in a robe, watching Real Housewives like in the off time. So I love to put myself out there. I love to show up in spaces where I don't know everyone. And maybe I know or somewhat know one or two people. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there take space for yourself if you are an introvert. So again, me watching Real Housewives and ordering room service might be a time where I recharge the batteries, the social batteries, because let's be honest, I'm not used to being around people other than my children and my husband. And so being in those spaces where there's a lot of energy can sometimes feel overwhelming. So if you need to step away, know yourself enough to take time to recharge. At the end of every night, Have a journal and write down the top three things that you're still thinking about. So, a lot of times at conferences, you can sit in that front row and feverishly take page after page of notes. But what I have learned is that you're not going to apply all those things you're taking notes on. And so, instead, at the end of the night, before you go to bed, ask yourself, What three things really stood out for me today? Or what felt in alignment? Or what excited me? Or motivated me? Or inspired me? Write those three things down so that when you leave the conference, you have a list no longer than 10 things that you really. want to implement instead of having pages upon pages of notes that you might never look at again. And then lastly, leave some integration time following the conference. So, a lot of times we're out of the office, we're maybe away from our families, we're at the conference, we're inspired, we're on fire, we're excited. We get back home, and all of a sudden, we're like, crap, the inbox is exploding. My team needs me, my kids miss me, all these things. And so, if you can save some integration time, whether you book one extra day after the conference or you figure out a way to have some downtime following the conference, then you will be far more likely to actually implement the things you're learning instead of being thrust back into the busyness and never getting around to the things that you intended to do. So those are my tips when it comes to conferences. Now, sometimes there are conferences that are held annually. That can be an amazing way to connect and reconnect with people in your industry that you want to see and kind of create that community that you might be craving. And so really just think about, okay, what type of conference do I want to go to? What do I want to get out of it? And who do I trust to get the right people in the room? If you can answer those three questions with confidence, then it's probably a great investment. I've got two final ways that you can invest in yourself. Are you still with me? Come on back if you're drifting away. The second to last one is joining a mastermind. So it's kind of funny. I love the term mastermind, but for so long, it felt like this secret network that no one would tell you how to get in or be a part of. So back in 2017, I joined my first mastermind, and this was a massive investment for me. It was a very pivotal time in my life and in my career. I had suffered my first pregnancy loss. I was really in the stage of dominating as a wedding photographer, but figuring out, do I want to do this for the next five years, ten years? What does this look like? And my friend Lewis House, who I actually was texting with this morning announced that he was doing a mastermind and I was on his email list and I got so excited because I'd heard all about these things, but I would never see them advertised. Like I didn't know how do people actually get into these things? And so the second he announced it, I filled out the form and within like a day or two, I was writing a very large check to send in the mail to him to join this mastermind. And I can look back and One, making that big of an investment on myself at that stage of my career really made me make sure that I got the value out of it that I needed to, which I 100% did. But two, it put me in rooms where people were talking in ways that like I didn't even know existed. Like people were talking about like million dollar launches. And I was like over here thinking like, can I get paid $5,000 to shoot a wedding in Wisconsin? And so it really exposed me to an entirely different world. It opened up my mind to understand that there is so much more possibility. It changed my life. And what's so interesting about that mastermind is two things. One, when I joined that mastermind, I thought I'm joining this for my business. It's going to grow my business. I can't wait to grow my business. And I ended up meeting a fertility doctor in Lewis's mastermind. And while I was in that mastermind, I suffered from my second miscarriage and that fertility doctor had written me a note that I had held on to. And I truly believe that being in that room with her, getting to meet her through the mastermind and then getting to work with her is one of the reasons why I was successfully able to maintain a pregnancy and sustain a pregnancy and have cocoa. So here I joined this mastermind thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to grow and explode my business. And really it changed my entire life. The second thing is, is that it exposed me to other people who were doing the work. Like I am still friends and in touch with people that I met back in 2017 still connected to, still talking to, still cheering on and championing these people. And we've gone on to do different business deals, collaborations. We've worked together, we've gone on trips together. And so it really exposed me to like this next level. Now it is not for everyone. And if you're just in the beginning stages, it's probably not the right fit for you, but maybe it's something that you kind of put on your vision board for three years from now, two years from now, whenever that is. Now, what's really interesting is, In the last five years, I haven't really done much in terms of joining a formal mastermind because I have kids. I don't have the ability to, you know, escape for multiple days on end for these retreats. And I love them and I find so much value in them. But I also have kind of been protective of my brain and the ideas that get put into it in this season of life where I am specifically trying to just kind of slow down and maintain. And so over the last few years, I haven't been a part of formal masterminds, but you might have seen me in rooms like when we go to Napa and we hang out with people like. Brendan Burchard and Dean Graziosi and Russell Brunson and Mel Robbins and all of these people. And these are informal. These are like peer-to-peer gatherings. We're all getting together. We're all paying our own way. It's not really facilitated. Brendan usually hosts it because he loves hosting things, but those are not necessarily like formal obligations. Now, one thing that I ended up doing this year that has been really, really wonderful and beneficial is one of my good friends, Natalie Ellis, launched her own mastermind called CEO Mama. And I was really drawn to it because these were powerful business owners, powerful female entrepreneurs who are also moms, who also had young children. And so Natalie asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, heck yes, this is amazing. And so every other week we do a phone call, like a Zoom call. And a lot of times I'm just listening in. I just love hearing what other women are going through, what they're struggling with, what they're working on, what's working for them. And I haven't done any of the in-person retreats though I hope to in the new year, but it's just been really nice to again, have like a curated support group with a consistent meeting schedule to really talk through things like business and also motherhood. And so I've loved being a part of that. Finally, the last way that you can invest is pursuing an MBA or another advanced degree or certification. Now you can always invest in furthering your education and walking away with a more traditional certificate, right? There was a stage in my life where I was considering getting my MBA and I really had to weigh it out. Like with the amount of time and money that would go into the MBA, could I take that time and money and learn in other modalities that would support where I wanted to go? And what would that degree really get me in the space that I wanted to go in. This is no slam on people that get their masters or their MBAs or their doctorates or their PhDs. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's incredible. And it's definitely a way you should consider investing in your growth. It is not the traditional way that I went, but it is something that I encourage. If that's the right fit for you, holy cow, go for it. There are so many beautiful things that can come out of opening yourself up to these opportunities through that furthered education in a more formal setting. So just consider what is the best method for you? What is the right track for you? And the questions that I often ask myself are, is this in alignment with where I want to go? Am I willing to do the work that it's going to take? What kind of skin am I going to put into the game so that I ensure that I follow through? And is the end result in alignment with what success looks like for me? If I can answer those questions with confidence, then it is a worthy investment. And lastly, I want to remind you before we sign off, don't ever forget that knowledge gives you this ability to compound results. So whether you are still ingesting every free resource that you can get your hands on, or you're making those big, sizable, heart-clenching investments, you have to be willing to do the work. But understand, and smart investors will get this, that knowledge compounds results. So the more knowledge you can get in this new year, the more skills, strategies, tools, tactics that you can understand and harness the power of, the better and bigger the results you will get. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. I hope you love today's show. I would love to hear how you're planning to invest in the new year. And of course, until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals.